it's Ramblings of the Mad Guy, and it's me, Reese. Um, I'm the Mad Guy, but I'm feeling pretty good today, guys. I'm feeling pretty good. I don't know what it is. I woke up, I was feeling rested. You know when you get like a full night of sleep? Feels good. You wake up, you're rested, you're ready to, to get the day going. And sometimes you even record a podcast when you weren't planning on it. And that's what I'm doing today because my girl Nikki is in the news. You know me. You know me with my Snapchat news. But this is actually real news. This <laughs> Usually I'm talking about Nikki and, uh, you know, it's like what, the murderer that she uh, married or like the... Um, What's that guy's name? Like Kenneth too? Like how do you how are you about to marry a guy named Kenneth, who's also a murderer? <laughs> Whatever. We're not gonna get back into this. Um, but now she's back in the news, and she's not in the Snapchat news. She's in the real news, and to the extent that Jen um, Saki or Saki Pasaki, Jen Saki, my nutsack, um, my nutsaki. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That was crude, but um, but that's you know, hey, that's me. It's early in the morning. I'm chipper. I'm a little crude. Get used to it. Anyway, Jen Sucky my Nutsaki is um talking about Nikki, my girl, and on to like real reporters like CNN and MSNBC and shit. And uh, one re- reporter asked, probably the dumbest. This is what reporting is now. I watch some of these things, and it was bad. With Trump, it was really bad. It was actually worse, much worse, the reporting. Um, just because they were so deranged. I mean, they were just so upset that there was no objectivity, really. Um, but then what the Trump era also introduced was, like, a level of, like, social media in reporting and, like, social media influence and stuff. And, like, celebrity, like, celebrity in the White House, kind of. And that's always been a thing. Like, people have been invited to the White House to symbolize something. And, you know, I bet Barack was hanging out with, like, LeBron. Don't you see? that? Can't you see LeBron? Le, uh, LeBron. Well, LeBron, too. But, like, Barack and Kobe kind of just, like, kicking it in the White House a little bit. Um, I could see that. But it wasn't public, right? Like, we didn't know about that. Anyway, so Trump comes along, and I feel like... I mean, he hung out with more rappers publicly than <laughs> fucking Barack Obama did, I feel like. Anyway, so... But now there's, like, this weird, like, sort of, like, Twitter influence on the on the White House, like, media sphere, right? And so I'm watching, like, a legitimate... It's a Reuters, like, news clip of Jen sucking my nutsacky. And um, a reporter asks her the question... Um, will you be inviting Nicki Minaj to the White House to talk about her views on COVID? And this is just like where we're at, you know? Like, this is just how bad and stupid the media is. And she qualified too, because I wondered. I was like, how could somebody, I literally thought this, how could somebody go to school? For probably, I mean, college, you know, for probably four to six years and have a journalism degree and learn about like sort of the fundamental pillars of journalism and like the ethics and, you know, you're doing important work. And then you not only do you do all that, you learn all that, you probably write a few good pieces, you make it to the very top of your position. You are a White House liaison. 
I mean, that's basically, like, if you're starting out as a journalist, that's got to be your dream, at, at least a political journalist, right? To be in the White House doing your job if you're a political journalist. And, and so at the, you're at the pinnacle of your career, and then your question for the White House press secretary is, will you be inviting Nicki Minaj <laughs> to talk about her views on COVID now. I mean, there are just, this is going to be like a 20 minute episode of me deconstructing just the, the <laughs> okay. First of all, even if you invited the person who created COVID, like say there was a guy like Dr. Eggman over in China in the Wuhan lab and he literally like created COVID and he came out and said, no, that would be big news. That would actually be big news. But anyway, imagine like even if you had like a top scientist or like someone that was involved in the, in the, in the production of COVID or something like very serious and you invited them to the White House, nobody would give a fuck. To talk about their views and their views would actually mean something like they would actually be intelligent, like they would actually be thought out opinions on COVID. And Nicki Minaj, I don't remember what they are. Maybe I should look them up. Maybe I should do like just a modicum, like the smallest amount of research or preparation for this thing. But no, here, I'm doing it live. All right, so what did Nicki Minaj say about COVID? Let's see what the news cycle is. Oh, good. CBS News. <laughs> Okay, so Fauci says there is no evidence, quote, those are in quotes, to support Nicki Minaj's suggestion that the COVID vaccine causes impotency. Impotency. Okay, who gives a fuck? Of course there's no evidence. It's Nicki Minaj. Like, why are these people... And I know why, and it's because the reporter said something, and it says it again, it brought it up again in this article. Minaj, comma, who has over 22 million Twitter followers, sparked controversy Monday for a series of tweets she posted about the COVID-19 vaccine ahead of the Medgar. So it's like, the only person who could possibly be... Okay, this is it. I got it, guys. I figured it out. The only person who could possibly feel whatever that emotion is that controversy causes. Um, disturbed, probably. Um, anyone who feels like emotionally disturbed by Nicki Minaj's comment on COVID that your balls are going to swell up if you get the vaccine, which no one has ever said before. There are a lot of great reasons why you shouldn't have to get the vaccine, in my opinion. Why you shouldn't have to. Not why you shouldn't get it, but why you shouldn't have to. And Nikki's is because it blows up your balls, which is just like something I've never heard before. I've just never even... And that's real. I mean, I saw that in the, in the rest of the, I'm like scrolling through the article. She said... She didn't say like it causes impotency, obviously. She said like, man, I'm not getting COVID because like I, my boyfriend got that shit. And, like, his balls are ten times bigger. It's like, no, he's probably been, like, rape, raping and murdering. <laughs> um, 
that's a reference. He actually is like a rapist and a murderer. I'm not just being like, you know. I love Nikki. I told you I'm going to marry Nikki. Um, but I really do love her because I don't take her seriously. But this is the thing. I'm not reading a BuzzFeed article right now where it says Nikki Minaj, who has over 22 million Twitter followers. Right. Oh, sorry. Let me go back. Let me, let me, let me rewind it a little bit. The only person that could feel that, co- that controversy, that emotion you get from controversy, is a literal moron, right? Like a literal idiot. Just a dumbbell. We, I mean, do I even have to get into that any further? Just a, re- not, 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 just a weak-minded individual, right? That would feel emotion about Nicki Minaj's opinion on COVID or the vaccine two years after COVID started. No one cares. Except for, as this CBS News article um, states, the 22 million Twitter followers. Okay. How many people are there in America? Like 350 million, right? How many people are there in the world? Like 7 billion, almost 8 billion? Is it possible that 22 million people are total, like, buffoons, like, knuckle-dragging troglodytes is that possible that 22 million the smallest less than a tenth of america think of all the americans you know if like eight percent of them (laughs) like way less than eight percent i don't know if like five percent of them sure call it six five or six percent um, are total knuckle-dragging buffoon troglodytes that would be just as suited um, in, you know, the sort of uh, post-Ice Age time as they are now in the 21st century, um, then it makes perfect sense that 22 million people would follow Nicki Minaj on Twitter. But what is the greater point here? The greater point is I'm not reading a BuzzFeed article. This is CBS News. I'm watching the White House press secretary address a question about Nicki Minaj and how people's balls are exploding from the vaccine. I feel like our society is in a great um, decline, (laughs) truly. I mean, yeah, what else can I say? And I am having a good day, regardless of like the uh, sort of vitriolic nature of the rant. That's just kind of like how it is. That's why I don't really talk about politics on this, because this isn't really political. I don't feel political about this at all um but i just thought i should mention it it's just like stop taking nikki so seriously you know what i mean and why is fauci commenting on it and jen sucky might not sacky and i just uh i just don't know okay look i know I actually don't know whether I'm supposed to or I'm not supposed to talk about the AOC uh, Met Gala appearance, but I think I am supposed to because I do have an opinion on it that is other, you know, it is, I don't care about the statement or whatever. It's like, fine, you know, whatever, tax the rich at the, at the rich people party. Ha ha. I get it. You know, um, hilarious. If that's what it was meant to be. If it was meant to be serious, it's kind of like, I don't know, good luck. Like, what? <laughs> um, but anyway, 
and I didn't want to pay like feed into the media attention of it because obviously that's what it is, sort of like a PR stunt, you know. Because the Met Gala, if you're not familiar, which I wasn't before watching this video, um, is basically like a fashion event. That's mostly what it is, I think. For people to wear, like, it's like, you know, the red carpet. You you get, like, a fancy designer, and he makes, like, a one-of-a-kind dress, he or she. And then you, my upstairs, upstairs neighbors are so fucking annoying. I don't know if they can hear me, like, talking, because I can hear every single thing they do, but I'm convinced it's, like, literally a pack of elephants. I think they run from one side of the house to the other, probably on seven occasions per day that I can, uh, so far... And sometimes they just randomly yell. I don't know. Maybe that'll get picked up. But he was just... That's why that came up, by the way. I'm not just like... <laughs> they just make noise. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about AOC. She was at the Met Gala. And the statement's um, funny or whatever. I get it. That's her thing. It's her shtick. Tax the rich. Um, but I did watch to get to know about it, to see if there was an angle here. I did watch her video, or Vogue Vogue shot like a 10 minute whatever video, which to be fair, I did watch in three minutes because <laughs> it was so insufferable. Um, mostly just like doing the makeup and like whatever. I, there was like six minutes of makeup. So I skipped through that. Um, but I did watch the important parts, right? And that's when they were coming up with the idea for the dress. And so, um, you know, AOC introduced the designer and she, you know, she's not, I don't think she's supposed to, she's a big name, but she's like a sort of an activist. So, uh, you know, AOC is like, I'm supporting, you know, this activist designer. Um, <laughs> and they're like, we want to do something that, um, you know, brings the Met in and makes it in the Met Gala and makes it inclusive for everybody. And so... Um, what we want to do, and so like the people that go to the Met Gala are the rich people, and the people that don't go are the poor people, which by the way is like such a binary way to whatever. Anyway, she goes, so I want to bring the poor people into that and mix um, like the beauty of an elegant dress with something poor. <laughs> like It was like the weirdest explanation, right? Like it was like, she's like, I want to make those worlds meet in a dress. Okay, I get it. That's actually the way I phrased it right there. That's probably, she phrased, she's a politician. She phrased it eloquently. That's what she said. Something like that, right? I'm going to me mesh the two worlds of like, you know, the people that don't go, get to go to the Met Gala and me who does get to go to the Met Gala. <laughs> Which, by the way, we can't forget. Like, she is there. And it's not because she's rich, but she is powerful. Like, you don't get to go. Not everyone that goes to Met Gala is rich, but they're all powerful. You know what I mean? Like everyone, it's you get invited, you know, you get to go because you have power. So in some way, you know, you are other than the people that you're bringing into this Met Gala thing. Anyway, that's just the nature of it. So the way that they decide to tackle this like sort of, um, you know, challenge, interesting challenge, which I think would be an interesting challenge if you thought about it for more than about 25 seconds, was to have <laughs> a plain white dress and maybe someone can fucking write me an email and tell me I'm an idiot and that the dress is, like, beautiful or whatever. But to me, it appears like a very sort of, like, run-of-the-mill... It almost looks like a wedding dress with, like, none of the frills. But then it has, like, this big tail that someone's carrying around <laughs> in the video. Like, whatever you call it. I don't know. Some, like, big fucking gown tail. Who knows? 
Um, and then it, and then they literally like duct taped onto the back, like tax the rich in like big red letters on the white dress. So look, I'm not like a design. I'm really anyone who knows me, anyone who's seen me knows that I have no sense of fashion, like none at all. What am I wearing right now? You ask literally, well, I mean, it's Sunday. I'm inside, but sweatpants and a hoodie, right? I have like three pairs of pants. Um, you know, sometimes I wear flip flops with um, pants. Uh, I do a lot of pant faux pas for sure. Um, <laughs> um, but no, but I have a shit sense of fashion. I have no sense of it. I'm okay with that. I want to be better, obviously, but I don't have the energy to like the effort to put in that effort. Um, right. So take my word for it. This dress looks like shit. Like even I can tell. It's like whatever they were trying, they just missed the mark. I don't care about the statement. I don't care that she's like the powerful, you know, saying this statement to the non-powerful and like telling the non-powerful, whatever. I do not care. I'm purely on like aesthetically, it looks ridiculous. It just looks bad. So they kind of um, missed the mark. And then, in my opinion, and maybe, like, tell me if I'm making a leap here, but I think it's not unreasonable to say, like, you know, that designer, maybe she took on something she couldn't handle, but, like, it also looks like she made no effort. <laughs> it's like they just went with the first thing they thought of. They were like, okay, so, well, are we going to, like, try to, you know, make the dress look, like, both raggedy and... um and like sort of you know nice or are we going to try to make it like you know how do we make this like how do we take like sort of the common dress and or like you know you know um, like how people commonly dress and like change it into a met gala s thing no they were like let's find like a wet like a wedding dress that it looks like they picked up at a thrift shop i'm i'm not shitting you like <laughs> let's find a thrift shop wedding dress and then just slap the statement that we're trying to make, but like not even the statement, just like the crudest form of the statement. <laughs> like it has nothing. It's like they were trying to make an inclusive statement, right? Which is great. Include more people. More people should be included on the Met Gala, I guess. I don't know. I mean, for one thing, in order to participate in a fashion event, you have to have an extreme amount of like money or someone sponsoring you like Vogue to, you know, even participate. So, I mean, how how do you even bring inclusivity? People watch it. People already watch it. It's already pretty fucking inclusive. But anyway, um, like anyone who has a TV can watch it, and that's like the extent of it. It's probably better to watch it than to even go. You think people, those people like standing around in their high heels and shit for six hours in the Met? You know, there are no seats. Well, maybe there are. I actually don't know what goes on there. I really have no... I've never seen it. I've never watched it. <laughs> I just watched this one AOC video. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so she, whatever her mission was here, right? The mission was to be inclusive and to make an elegant dress. They failed on both fronts, really, because all they did was exclude. I, I'm not like boo-hoo, like rich people. Like, I don't care that she excluded the rich people. I do not care. I, I don't feel any emotion about this. I told you I'm having a good day and AOC is not ruining that. Um, I'm just saying it's like... Nice try. Nice try. 
Um, yeah, and I'm 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 not really I'm really not trying. This is not my like um, Proud Boys audition tape. You know what I mean? But I'm just uh, just uh, you know doing my little news podcast. <laughs> That's what this one is. It's kind of the news episode where I do I don't know very serious news stories like AOC at the Met Gala and uh, Nicki Minaj at the White House. <laughs> Honestly, it's just as serious as fucking CBS. Clearly, so. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, folks, it's been a good one. It's been a fun one. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day now. Next two hours of editing. And <laughs> no, I won't edit. This one. This one's an easy one. Uh, but thank you for sticking around, supporting the pod. I, um... One of these days, one of these days, there's going to be a Patreon. I, this is kind of like my theme where I say... <laughs> where I just say sort of like wild things at the end in the outro as it fades out and then I hope maybe one day they come true um but thank you fellas and ladies peace auf Wiedersehen till next time